ready? Why not? I'm ready whenever you are. Welcome to the Houdini RC Heli Podcast, episode 17. Today's date is 10-27-2020. It is a Tuesday night. Doing a record on here with Kenny this time, after the last episode. I think that's me. <laughs> hey guys. Kenny's here. I'm turning I'm here. my volume down. That was a text from some Craigslist stuff. So anyway, after the last episode, I did a bunch of thinking and looking back and kind of going over stuff and figuring out what I wanted to do and try to move forward in some direction. Got some feedback from some people. Some good, some bad. Not major bad, but just wanted to go over where I'm going to move forward with this. Um, at this point, I'm going to move forward with only one other person at this point until I can try to resolve my Zoom issues. Kenny's normally available, so I have Kenny on here. I'm going to try not to talk to him th throughout the week, so I actually have something to talk about. <laughs> it's just kind of hard sometimes when you talk all week and then get to a podcast. You're like, what have we not talked about? But anyway, Kenny's here. Um, go ahead, Kenny. I was just going to say, hey, guys, uh, I think you and I can work that out. Yeah. We, we definitely work two completely different schedules, but there is three days in the week that we're both off at the same time every week. Yeah, and holidays and such will, will sure. work something holidays, out. days off, that kind of stuff. It's just going to work out a little bit better for me in the long run as far as the edit and stuff like that. I kind of mentioned it on the last podcast, but that's kind of where I'm moving forward with it. If you don't like it, don't listen. <laughs> I'm sure people will still listen some. Uh, my work week the past week has been, it was pretty good. It was, it was a little too slow, but I got some time to do some mentoring and stuff, but definitely was pretty slow, which is good. I, I definitely can deal with slow at some point. So mentoring, what does that mean? Uh, just trying to help other people learn some of the stuff that I know. So taking time to go help other people in different situations. We had some parts that needed sent out some special way, so I had to go explain how to do that. And so I'm sure you've already said so this on. before, Richard, but what do you do? I am a semiconductor maintenance technician at Samsung in the department called Etch. And? So pretty much take stuff apart and put it back together and troubleshoot why it wasn't put back together the correct way <laughs> when stuff doesn't work the way it's supposed to. And so the products that you guys build, uh, what are they what, what are they used in? So currently we're a foundry, which a foundry means that they just hire, people hire us to build their product for them. Uh, product being computer chips, which are made on a silicon disc that's called a wafer. So... We manufacture wafers at our facility. Uh, they're not tested at our facility or packaged, like cut into a chip itself. We just manufacture this round silicon disc. And we make stuff for a, a ton of customers. Apple, Samsung, phones, our own products, a bunch of stuff. So, How long have you been doing this? I've been doing semiconductor since... 1997 and i've been in maintenance since 2006 i believe so a long time i've been around clean room smocking up type of stuff definitely it's not old yet but definitely have to, had to switch groups up a couple about a year year and a half ago just stuff just got monotonous when you know every single tool and the tendencies of everything and everybody it just got old i wanted something different so switch some stuff up a little bit enough about me <laughs> I, I don't know if everybody's ever heard that before I just, that's why i asked yeah I'm, I'm sure there's youtube videos on it out there if you guys want to do semiconductor manufacturing youtube i'm sure there's videos that kind of explain it better but the department i'm in is called etch so an in interesting fact, uh, several of the guys that we fly with 
work at Samsung. Is that correct? Yeah, we have a handful of us. I'd say probably just off the top of my head, I would guess six, maybe seven. Six or seven. So that's interesting in itself, just the fact that you're so closely related to uh, the same guys that we fly with. Maybe not every weekend that we fly with, but they've been in the hobby a long time. We still get together from time to time. So, Yeah, let's say five to six of us. Kind of cool. Six, maybe. Yeah, it's definitely cool to have people to talk to throughout the day and so forth and so on. Of course, one bad part about that is... Everybody's on different schedules. Everybody's on different schedules. You certainly can't... You, you can't all be on the same schedule. Otherwise, people wouldn't be able to get off to go to an event or to go fly, so... Very true. Good stuff. Uh, yep. Kenny, you been up to lately? Well, I happen to have had a little bit of time off without a podcast. <laughs> uh, you're fired. <laughs> wait, no. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're back. <laughs> yeah. Some of the things that went through my head whenever I whenever <laughs> I read the words you're fired, I thought, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Kenny was a little bit upset at me. Anyway, I enjoy the podcast. I do. I wasn't sure that I was going to whenever I first started doing it, whether or not I would have the right type of voice, whether I would have enough to say whether I would add value to it at the end of the day. Voice doesn't matter. Uh, People will listen. You know, you, you know, the interesting part about that is, is is I hear myself talk whenever I talk. I listen to you whenever you talk or other friends talk. But when you hear yourself talk, you know, it sounds like... Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No wonder I don't have any friends. <laughs> Last few weeks have been good. I have flown a lot. I have not missed a weekend in a very, very, very long time. We've been flying out at HCAM, which is a field that's south of Austin now for several weeks. Actually, probably a couple months plus now. It's a little bit different from what we started at in the beginning of the year. And now it's due to the whole COVID thing. And with all these warm days and bright sunny mornings, you know, our field has been inundated with uh, student pilots, uh, not helicopter pilots, student pilot with trainer airplanes. And they work with the school next, next door. Sometimes there's a school across the street behind us that talks about, they have training classes and so forth and so on. You know, and I, I think that's awesome. I, I really do. I mean, it's, you know, because they're going to be the future of RC when they grow up. I can just only hope that some of those will stray into helicopters at some point in time. But, you know, time will tell on what they do or whether they keep it up. It is good to see that, and it's fun to watch it most of the time. There is times <laughs> when <laughs> there's so many of them and you can't get out there to go fly. And, and they tell you to, you know, just put your stuff out there and we'll take turns. But it doesn't when you got five, six, seven kids out there all wanting to fly at the same time, that's tough to do. Yeah, you don't want to interrupt the learning process. or No, and it, it's been a while since I've done this, but we used to get together out at, out at the field in Kingsland where my local field is. We would host an event where everybody in the city and the surrounding counties or areas, if you wanted to bring your kids out or you wanted to come out and come learn how to fly, you could. And we had a lot of people that came out and did that. And they would go through a process of where they would they would do a session on on a on real flight uh you know that they would talk about the controls the radio how to do things and i was one of the instructors and so i would buddy box these kids and and these kids ranged anywhere from very very young you know of course at a young age or 
regardless who it was, really, you know, the first thing they do is they want to pull the stick back as hard as they can. <laughs> anyway, we used to do that. I I used to participate in that. So you know how much of a how much work it is. <laughs> it is, but I I have to admit it was a lot of fun. At times it was stressful. I can say that I never put a model in the ground because I didn't get control of it fast enough. So yeah, I guess I was okay at it. I'll let them know next time. They're all out there. <laughs> but it was it was a lot of fun. It was. So going on what I've done for the past two and a half weeks ish. Just wanted to go over that episode that I just had. We've got that out of the way. Um, on my logo 550, I had the battery trace light out again. Wow. A week ago. I don't know if I said that on the last podcast or not. Can't that was remember. two weeks ago. Yeah. So definitely need to put some white paint underneath it or I don't know. I just need to make sure it's clipped. I'm not making sure it's clipped. I'm being lazy. So luckily this time I caught it in flight. I was doing a hurricane inverted counterclockwise, which is my dominant direction. And during the hurricane, like the tail f- fell down and the nose kind of Actually, the nose went down and the tail came up in the hurricane. Kind of weird. So I came in and landed because I was like, I didn't, I didn't do that. I don't know what that is. If I, and I landed and the battery had slipped out so far that the, the balance of it in the hurricane actually like, changed the orientation. <laughs> Got lucky. This time, no crash. I need to do a little bit better pre-flight inspections. Is it possible just to put a strap around it until you get that sorted out? Yeah, I actually, I think I, I think I started to do that just to be safe, just so I have an additional strap holding it down, just in case I forget or if it unclips or. I've had a couple of models that were like that, and that's what I did. I just threw a strap around it. It still had the clip on it, but I threw a strap around just to just be safe. Double, double precautions. Double down. No, not double down. That would have been two crashes if it would have been double down. <laughs> two in the ground, back to back. I still haven't figured out a how to resolve my issue on Zoom. As far as missing timeline stuff and recording stuff, I did I did a bunch of Google searches and ended up in nothing. Nothing helped me. I don't know what's causing it or where so, it's happening from. Or let, let me ask you this in regards to Zoom. I know this is the platform that that we are using right now, and you're the only one that's done edits. I've never done the edits, but is there other options out there that, or have you reached out to other? Yeah, I've talked podcasters? to a couple of the other podcasters. Um, a lot of them use Apple products. The Garage Band is one of them, and then Skype. They use Skype. You can only record the one audio on your side, and everybody has to create their own audio and then email them, and it just kind of becomes a pain a little bit. Have I used it for, say, like trying to do a podcast? In the very beginning, I tried to do a little bit with it. Um, I'll probably look into that a little bit more as my one-year contract on Zoom gets closer to, I believe it was March or something when I first paid for it so when it gets closer to that i'm gonna have to do some googling and review my options but at this point zoom just did do an update so i need yeah, to look weird yeah i need to kind of do some testing as far as somehow do some testing with timeline stuff maybe maybe get you to record something and we can both have the tv on or the radio on or something like that Sure. And just do a blanket two-hour record of random radio station or something and then kind of go back and see if it's missing stuff or what's happening. Definitely not fixed. I need to do some work on it, testing. We'll see eventually. Oh, I would be willing to bet that every podcaster has gone through their own battle. Oh, yeah. uh, Figuring out how it's done and the easiest way to do it. and. Successfully, most of the time. Yeah, just trying to do a balance at this point. 
Um, yeah. Podcast and then hobby balance as far as that, so forth and so on. So anyway, next is I got the X4II from Brent. Got that in. It was all packaged good. He had some, he had some innovative packaging materials. He had some, some towels and t-shirts and some news. I think there might've been some newspaper in there or something. It was, it was all clean. It was nothing dirty or anything. I was going to say, at least there's no dirty magazines. (laughs) It it kind of is a good option. I've I've never thought about taking something like that and doing it. I mean, old shop towels or something. It's It's a good idea, but yeah. Got it in. As long as there's no old underwear. Yeah, there was no underwear. Okay. That's that's the COVID special. (laughs) No COVID specials. I got it in. It looked good. It is stretched to a 550. I I never really asked if it was a new heli or a used heli, but definitely a used helicopter, which is fine. I have no problem with it. It's got a stretch to a 550, which I believe is a custom stretch. I, I believe you have to cut a boom and torque tube and... So I got all that in, starting to work on the build, got some of the servos in it tonight, and got the tail reassembled, and everything's there. Just waiting on a pinion to show up for the motor, and then I can get that going, test it. I'm probably going to throw an E-bar in it, just because simplicity. I don't have any Rex 3s, I only have like a Rex 7, and the brain I had that was somewhere around here has decided to go missing. I had a brain that was... I will bring you a brain next week at the event. Okay. Do you need an R3? I have a I have a 7 here. I'll, I'll trade you an R3 for a Rex 7. Okay. Deal. <laughs> I really don't want to set it up at the event, but I may have to be waiting anyway because the mail's been super slow lately. I don't know if anybody else has noticed, but if you're going to order something in the mail, definitely it's not a three-day order now. It's pretty much a seven-day order, unless you get lucky. I just, I ordered some stuff. They sent it on, what day did they send it on? Let's see, it's Tuesday. They sent it last week on Probably Thursday, and I received it today, and it was coming out of California, so not too terribly bad. Sometimes you get lucky. I'm still waiting on the opinion stuff. Actually, it may be in the mail today. I didn't check this afternoon. I checked around one o'clock, and my mail is that from anything Helly's? Yeah, I ordered a couple bits and ends that I wanted to make sure I had. I definitely don't have any spares for it, but it's going to be a night helicopter. It's pretty much going to be my night machine. I'm going to stream it up, and if I fly it during the day, I'll just fly it with the night stuff on it and swap the blades out. So, definitely going to make it a dedicated night heli. Unless it flies extremely well, then I'll have to switch it up. <laughs> so, it'll be ready for next week weekend at some point, correct? Plausibly. <laughs> it, it should be ready. It should be. Awesome. It would be ready if you just drop that stuff in the mail and it actually gets from your place to my place on time. If not, then it'll be stuck in the mail in the middle. Well, I can actually do that. I can put that in the mail tomorrow. Are you? This, you go back to work tomorrow night, right? Yeah, so it's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So Sunday, Well, if I ship it out tomorrow, UPS to you should be only one day, which means that... I'll get it on Friday. No, Thursday. Uh, you should have it on Thursday. The last couple you sent me have been taken... A day in the middle. Huh. Okay. I'll, I'll send it out. I'll send it out tomorrow. Yeah. You have to least... remind me. You have to send me a text message afterwards. Okay. I, I made myself a note. Get the Batman. As well. Light up for you. <laughs> yeah. But on that subject, I have 550 DT night blades that, well, they're not night blades yet, but. I have talked about it. I'm actually going to write it down here what the colors are, just so I can, what we went over. I believe I said on the top I was going to do orange in the middle. And then, oh no, I was going to do a red. Red in the middle, and then a orange, and then a red on the edge for the top, right? 
Yeah, you want to separate top yeah. and bottom for sure. And whatever is the most ident the the largest identifier there. They all. It's just what sticks out the most. You want on the top. Yeah. So I've, so I've got red. I'd normally run a red orange on top. So, and then on the bottom we had talked about a white and blue. Yeah, we're gonna do a white in the middle, and then a white, blue, white. So a white in the middle, and then we're gonna do a blue, and then a white on the edge. Okay, I got it written down. At least I'll have something to look at to go, oh, I need to work on those. <laughs> I told you I've got those four tw 520s. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if worse comes to worse and I'm super lazy, then we can throw First, those on there. The only thing about the 520s that I have is the batteries will probably have to be replaced, and I don't know if yeah, I the, had any. I have four of them, actually. I have four batteries. So just make sure you have some heat shrink. Yeah, I have the whole kit. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll bring the whole kit out if I don't finish mine, but I am going to finish mine. I keep telling awesome. myself that. <laughs> Other than that, just been cleaning the shop today. I finally got my galley done. So I've got one of the helicopters on my build tore apart situation back together. So did a little bit of shop cleaning, organizing, which is well overdue. It's been pretty messy in here and two or three projects scattered out. It's been not, I've lost a couple things. <laughs> I'm still missing that little Allen bit. But eventually it'll 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 show itself up. On that note, I've been working on that Gowie X7 FZ ESC tray. I posted it on HeliFreak today. Did it work? Yeah, so I've been working on it for about three weeks now. Keep doing cat edits and print and cat edits and print and cat edits and print. And I finally got it completed and finalized. I have what I want. And it works on the 130 and it works on the Hobbywing 200 and the canopy does fit, but you do have to cut the frames on it. I haven't made an adapter yet to show you where exactly to cut the frames. Eventually that may happen, but for the most part, you just cut the top triangle off of it and you'll see it. I've put some pictures on HeliFreak in the gallery section if you guys want to look at it, but and been... you have to redrill new holes. No, it uses the original holes. You just have to drill the holes in the in the 3D print. I didn't I didn't put the holes in in the 3D print. So you just kind of cut the carbon, lay it in there, mark the holes, and drill it. But it uses the original holes from the carbon fiber. If you want, if you want to put more holes in it, you can. But so, what's special about the X7FZ? Uh, it's a split frame instead of a saddle pack frame. So the FZ version switches it to a stick pack. And what's special about the tray is the canopy now fits without having to cut ginormous holes for the ESC. <laughs> okay. So other than that, just trying to, I, I, when I'm at work this week, I need to make a list of what I want to pack for the fun fly and what I need to do before the fun fly, before uh, the ice house event at Apache Pass. I'm not really prepared. <laughs> I feel like I'm never prepared when it comes to events and getting everything ready. I think I normally just open up the back of my car and just start throwing stuff in it. Eventually when I get to the event, I'll organize it and figure out what I'm missing and have to drive back probably. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't started. I mean, I've started getting ready for the event, but it's more about getting models ready for the event versus getting stuff ready to pack for the event. Yeah, the model thing. Yeah, there's always one or two models that at the last minute I just give up and just leave it at home type of deal. But it's normally like trying to make sure I have the tables and the chairs and the pop-up and coordinate with generators. Who has Who's bringing a generator? Do I have to bring a generator? Should I, should I or should not? And so forth and so on. Where am I going to sleep? Whose food am I going to eat? Who's going to buy all my beer? Right. Whose helicopters am I going to fly? 
<laughs> well, I can tell you one helicopter that you're not going to fly. Mm. I have no idea. Can't guess. Hmm. Shape well, SA. <laughs> we'll just wait on that till you get done. Till you get done. Okay. No problem. Other than that, just got a couple 470s still tore apart. Um, I had, we'll do a touch on the speed up gear real quick. So I redid the speed up gear to a 4.2 ratio because I was having in some resonance issues. At, let's believe the stock one's like 4.7 to 4.8-ish or something like that. Not the stock one, but the 3D print modified one. So I got it down to a 4.2 ratio with the gear being 63 teeth instead of 70 teeth and I had a resonance at on the 70 tooth one so we got this 63 print catted my buddy at work got it catted out and drawn out and fits everything looks good lines up good took it out and I still had a resonance so I brought it back to the table and put it on the bench and long story short the tail grip thrust bearings were completely gone <laughs> So I ordered some of those and I'm waiting for them to show up. Hopefully that fixes this resonance issue. And then maybe I can actually go back to the 4.2 or maybe even the 4.7, 4 4.81. So we'll see. It's been a long journey. Um, I don't know how many flights these helicopters have on them. They've all came in used. And I think one of them you had at one point, Kenny. I'm not sure. Yeah, one of them used to belong to me. So... I don't know how many flights he had had on him. I know Buddy, when he was flying him, he was flying six flights a day, every day a week. So they could have 150, 200 flights on him. I have no idea. So cross our fingers. Hopefully this fixes the resonance issue. Not 100% on it, but... Is he supposed to come out to the field next week? Out to Apache Pass? I don't know. He, he, he definitely knows where it is because he's been out there, but I'm not sure if he's if he's going to come out or not. He may come out on... Saturday. I'm not sure. I know he's been busy with his polymer work and so forth and so on. Yeah, he's getting actually close to being out of the country for a little while. Yeah, I don't know when that is. I think it's in November sometime he, he, he leaves. I so. believe so. I'll, I'll get That's to be... like in a few days. Yeah, I think it's mid-November. I don't know when he bought his tickets, but I know he's already purchased them. Anyway... That's all I've been doing. That's my whole two weeks in, in a nutshell. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you've been busy. Mm, yeah, just a little bit. Cool. Should be slowing down for me, hopefully soon. Well, as Richard indicated, we've got Apache Pass is going down next week. I don't know how many pilots are going to be there. Uh uh, me and a friend were looking at that last night, and whenever I registered, which was earlier in the month, it was uh, I was at sitting at ninety registered pilots. Pre-registered. Pre-registered. Wow. Now, I don't know what that means in the grand scheme of things. Used to, back in the day, whenever we were doing the uh, what was the name of their pre-register. Yeah, it's, I don't have it in my brain either. Anyway, uh, the average is if if you had 30 people, you could expect a minimum of twice that amount and sometimes closer to three times that amount. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, now, with me, I'm the vice president of, of, the, of Apache Pass, when we were talking the last time on a conference call, they had said that it's possibility that we could have in the upwards of 300 people there. And that's just on the airplane side. So we'll see. It, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of people. That field has never had that many people. Uh, they had When they had the flight test stuff there, they had... Was, okay, you're right. Yeah. The flight test stuff, there was there was uh, more than that. Yeah, it was a ton. But they had, I mean, the flight lines were very long. Yeah, there were people scattered everywhere. 
Yeah, there was people scattered everywhere. It was a lot of people. So we'll see how many people show up. Uh, we have no idea how many helicopter pilots are going to be there. If history repeats itself, uh, usually for this event, there's not a whole lot of attendance on the heli side. This year, there might be more just because we haven't had an event, per se. <laughs> COVID there, there's been a couple of impromptu things that happened, but I don't and know. We'll see. Nothing official, official, except for the Abilene event, I believe, Texas-wise. Right. Abilene was the only official event, and they didn't have very many of people show up. And Mayday was actually happening this coming weekend, I believe. Yeah, I thought it was this past weekend. It may have been this past It may be this coming weekend. A anyway, I, c I can't go. There's no way. <laughs> so my coming weekend, Saturday at least, my plan is to go out and help set up as far as jump on a mower and mow grass. Now, it's turned cold here in Texas, and we've gotten some rain, and so hopefully the grass will be green and uh, won't be as dusty this year as it has been previous years. Yeah, we've definitely had at least some moisture in there, and moving the date back a little bit helps, so it's not as hot. It may yeah, be colder than we want, but... <laughs> last year, there was two days that was in the upwards of 100 degrees. Yeah. It was hot. Mayday is coming up this weekend on 1031. Okay. So this will be out about the time these those guys are going home, most likely. Unless I can push it out early. I may be able to get it out early. Since it's just two, two people. Now, time. I hope that we can still catch some of those guys that would normally go to Mayday. I hope they can, they, they still come to Apache Pass. Yeah, um, we normally don't get a bunch of them that come from Louisiana. I know there's 20 to 30 pilots in Louisiana. Yes. At least, if not more than that. Hopefully one or two or three of them make it over. So we'll see. As far as for me, I'm just I'm still in preparation mode working on... I seem to only work on models that I built and haven't necessarily flown yet, which was the N5C. That still hasn't flown. Uh, it's ready to fly, and at least I believe it is. And You can bring it out. I will be bringing that model out. Uh, I've got a Spectre 700 that I've been working on uh, that I've taken my time on. Used to, I'd, I'd push through models quick. But I have tap the brakes as far as how quick I build these things and try to slow down and take my time. Um, now everybody knows where I got the terminology from. What's that? <laughs> Tapping the brakes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I use that all the time. I stole it from Kenny. And so I've got the 700. It's up on the bench right now. Uh, the model is built. I'm going through the flight control unit and getting it set up. Of course, that's the Axon. Um, working through a little bit of a bug with the whole system and, and I really, I don't want to say a whole lot about it because at the end of the day, it may very well be me and, and I still got to sort that out, but wait until you get a resolution for it, but right. I'll wait till I get a resolution for it. Should I, should I bring the target bag out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely. So anyway, the, the Spectre is almost ready. I should have it ready to fly this next weekend. Now, whether or not I get to get a chance to maiden it this past, this coming weekend, or I just wait till the ice house, we'll see. We'll see how time goes. But this coming weekend, I've got a lot to do <laughs> in preparation. Saturday, I'll be out mowing. And then Sunday, I'll be finalizing the camper, getting it ready. And then I'm actually off Wednesday from Wednesday for the rest of the weekend. But nice. I'm not going to go out to the event until Thursday. I'm going to use Wednesday to get loaded and get everything situated. Yeah, definitely have to double check when you're you're pulling, what, 30-foot trailer? Yes. And that's about, what, how many miles is it? 
It's 93 miles from where I'm where I live. It's a pretty big haul. You need to double double and triple triple check some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, once I get out there, I, it's, I'm not running back to the house. Uh, and I'm definitely not pulling a light tower. <laughs> not the light tower jinx. Yeah, not the light tower jinx. So, two weeks ago now, um, Richard and I were real busy. Actually, it's a little over two weeks now. Uh, we were we were busy out at the the field, and we did we did several things. One of the things that I'll bring up and get it out of the way is I crashed the crap out of my three eighty MSH three eighty. Yeah, I was wondering if that was a rekit or not. It's well, it's it's probably not a rekit. I can get parts for it, but I just have to order them from Mexico or not Mexico. Uh, uh, Taiwan, Japan, wherever they're from. North America. Uh, it's, well, the the pieces I need, I can get some of it here, but I can't get everything here. Unless somebody got some stuff in stock, which is the frames for the, for the uh, Evo. So I have that, and I've thought about that. The 380 has been, I've crashed that in the past, and it's been a little bit troublesome to get parts for. Uh, you know, of course, some of that has to do with MSH going out and then somebody else picking them back up and getting all caught up to speed. But I do like that size model. The MSH 380 was proven to be an, an amazing model. It flew well. It was everything about it. Just, you know, when Alex and those guys uh, set that model up, they they understood what they were doing and they executed very well that's still the best 380 in my opinion yes with the all all belt drive super quiet low head speed high head speed it doesn't matter yeah and i don't know about the xl uh version of the msh 380 if it's basically the same or not or or whether or not there was changes made that alters it from the original 380 um, i doubt it i bet it's you, you know, I did notice something. Uh, Bob and I were talking the other day, and he mentioned uh, the canopy that that on the XL version of the 380 that's, I think, retails like $199. They now have a fiberglass canopy, which is awesome. Uh, they have the metal tail box. Yeah, I didn't see that metal it, I, you, I did. It's you have to go to the Excel website to okay. see it, uh, but it is available, and it really wasn't that expensive. And that was for the small boom. That was for the small boom. Yeah, I don't know. The plastic one seems to be working fine on mine. I'm just saying that they um, they're doing stuff. They're doing stuff to improve the model. That's a good thing. So to I see. like that. Now, because I do like the 380 size model and probably my all around all time favorite uh, model that there ever was is probably the SAB 420. <laughs> uh, I flew the piss out of that thing. Yeah, I couldn't believe you sold it. Well,. You know, I'd had it a long time, and, and I got to the point where I was only flying it. So you sold and it. <laughs> so I sold it. <laughs> it, it makes, I know that doesn't make any sense. but makes complete sense to me. Um, I was trying to fly other models, and I didn't want that as an excuse to keep on going back to that. Now, the, the SAB 420 has always had a problem with CG, and so that was just... I just flew past it, you know. I just started. Yeah. I got to a point where I ignored it. I think a lot uh, of the 380s, even the the $200 version Protos, has a nose heavy CG issue. Well, in this case, on the 420, it was tail heavy. Oh no! And the only way I could get it the CG right is I was going to have to plant some weights up on the front side of the canopy, and I didn't want to do that. 
So what did I do? I ordered a Buddy 380, SAB Buddy 380. Yay. Yay. And I've wanted to see one of those. You can uh, take that 380 to a 420. You can use the existing parts. It's on the website now for the 420. Uh the only thing is, is that the boom won't match the, the, uh, buddy scheme, but that's horrible. And, and I've been talking to <laughs> Kyle back and forth and, uh, there's a possibility that I can get the 420 boom in the buddy scheme. And so he's doing some investigating on that. Uh, and I'm talking about Kyle over at, uh, BK. He's, he's been talking to the factory. He, the last word I got back from the email was, uh, I'm on it. So we'll see. I don't know what that means, but get in line. The line starts here. Yeah. You can get behind Kenny. (laughs) I know Javi did that, that mod to his buddy. He did the, the stretch or at least he was talking about doing it. I don't know if he, I think he did get it done. Well, I've already got the ESC. I've got the motor. Uh, I ordered a pinion to, for the 420 size. Um, I've got all the things that I need, but I'm still waiting on the kit. I don't know if BK was out of them. Shannon at Only Find Hellies is who ordered it for me. And so I don't know the time frame on it yet. I was hoping to have it before Apache Pass, but that would have been a tall order to yeah, get that and get it happen. built and ready to fly before the event. Not it's possible. Happen. Not going to happen. But it ain't going to happen now. It's too late. Uh, but I am looking forward to that. And I'm going to use a Bavarian Demon flight control unit on that one. And um, X, uh, X Nova for the motor. I'm going to use... I've got MKS servos for it. Uh, Hobbywing ESC... Should fly good. I definitely like that model because it has plastic skids on it now. Yes. I, th- I think that's a huge improvement. Well, before I make any changes, I'm going to fly this as a 380 just so I have an A-B comparison. To change out the boom and stuff, that stuff is simple. Um, but I'm going to fly it as the original Buddy 380 and see how it flies. Who knows? Maybe, Maybe it'll you know, win me over as my all-time favorite. We'll see. Cool. Let's get on to this OMP. Have you flown it again? Uh, actually, I haven't. Uh, I haven't had a way to charge. I didn't have the XT30 connectors. I ordered some, and they came in now. But I didn't have them for this past weekend. You should have told I, me the other week. Well, I, I didn't think about it. Uh, I had somebody else charge the batteries for me. And, you know, most of that stuff I have, I have ample quantity of, <laughs> of RC stuff just in boxes, in boxes on top of boxes, just on not, top of boxes that are on top of boxes. Just, I got a lot of stuff. Just not XT30s. <laughs> just not XT, XT30s. Well, definitely have to bring it out to the event. I want to. I want to fly Ashton's OMP M2 V1 and then fly your V2 and see if it's, if I'm just losing my mind on the tail being better. We'll see. Now, the, uh, I I don't know, you know, it's when you and I flew it, uh, I still have that video that if you want to put up, we can figure out how to do that. Um, yeah, we'll just have to put it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. On the Houdini Facebook page. That's fine. And uh, so I have that video of you flying the model, not me, because I can't fly that. My, I lose it. It's it's like a little bumblebee. <laughs> Orange one, but it's a little bumblebee. But the model flies fantastic. The flight control unit on that one is is very, very simple to make changes in. The radio that I'm using that with that model is a Radio Master TX16S. Some people may say boo. Uh, <laughs> it's an open TX uh, platform. The T 
TX16S looks like a 18SZ radio or 16SZ radio Fatava. I don't know where they get all those case, where they get the cases from. You know, is is it one case and somebody's going any mini money mo? We're going to make a radio out of this specific case. I have no idea, but all I know is the the uh, radio that I have reminds me of that 16SC, 18SC radio has basically the same size screen. And at some point in time, that screen's going to become live. It'll be touchscreen. On the Radio Master? Yes. Like they already have the digitizer in it. It's just not programmed. It's already, yeah, the digitizer's already there. They're just, there's going to be a, a firmware level. And what things you're going to be able to do with that, I have no idea. From at least word on the street is that that is coming, and, and it'll just be an update where it where they turn it on. Right now it's turned off, but nice. the cool thing about that setup right there is, you know, most of the time when we're flying uh, any kind of model, you have to put your own receiver in there to match whatever radio it is that you're using. The Radio Master uses. Uh, I don't want to call it a thing. I don't want to call it a product. It's uh, it's part of the radio. It's multi-protocol uh, uh, system, and I had to update it. With, I had to update the Radio Master in order to get the multi-protocol system built into the radio. It's hardware uh, built into the radio to work with the OMP. But the what it does is the the OMP has a radio that you can use with it that's bind and fly. And the radio that comes with the OMP model is this little cheesy thing. I think it's like 49 bucks if you wanted to buy it brand new. Um, yeah, I saw that. It didn't look... Yeah, it doesn't look good. And there's nothing to it. It's just a box with some gimbals on it and a couple switches. Uh, there's no adjustments or anything. The, on the OMP, the flight control unit that's that's on that, you adjust the the uh, throws, the gains, uh, tail, aileron, elevator, pitch. You adjust all of that in the radio when you're using the OMP system or the receiver, the the, the OMP protocol. And that's what I'm going to call it for right now because that's what it's called in the Radio Master. Cool. So when I updated it, the Radio Master now uh, recognizes the OMP protocol. Wow. And they talk natively to each other. Like integration? Like, inter well, it's a, it's a receiver integration. It's, it's you're able to uh, bind to the model without having any satellites or anything else. No additional receivers. Oh, wow. And that's one of the cool things about that. Uh, now, when you do that, the the radio, you, you have some basic functions in that. And, and if you don't understand the OpenTX system, it's, I'll say it, I'll say this and, some people may disagree with me, but it's complicated out of the box because you're talking about uh, the radio agree. doesn't know what to do <laughs> unless you tell it that's that's what it's supposed to do. Uh, and for instance, flight modes. If you're in normal and you put in all your flight modes to work with rudder, aileron, elevator, pitch, throttle, gain, all that stuff. If you tell it to do all that normal and it flies, awesome. If you go into idle up one and you tell it to work with rudder, elevator, uh, tail rotor, throttle, pitch, so on and so forth, but you don't tell it to work with aileron, you're going to be... Uh, in bad shape because it won't know what to do. It won't realize that there's aileron there. So you have to tell it these things. And yeah, that's not good in my book. <laughs> it's just a learning curve. Once the, the thing about the, the radio is once you get a model set up, 
from that point going forward, it's really just it's copying that model over to a new one and then altering the new model to fit the application. It's not like you're having to redo the whole thing because most of the information that's there is the same. I agree. Going back to the OMP and the Radio Master, when you're using the Radio Master with the OMP protocol, you have to do everything through the the flight control unit on the OMP pretty much. Now, if you put a, a Spectrum satellite, if you put an SBUS satellite, the Radio Master or the multi-protocol module that's in the Radio Master, I just called it right. I said module. That's what I was supposed to say a minute ago. <laughs> or that's what I'm not supposed to. That's what I should have said. I know what it was. I just didn't have the word. When you use anything else, then you can go ahead and put your all the normal things that you normally do. You know, for pitch curves, throttle curves, all that stuff. The uh, only thing you can't do is you can't adjust the gains. The gains have to be adjusted through the OMP model or flight control unit. But we got it up and running, and the radio felt good. The model felt good. It, it was, uh, the model was respectable. I mean, it had power. It had authority. It did things as a small model that I've never had a small model do. It also did some things that we still have to figure out why it's doing that, like going inverted. Uh, it seems like it has not inverted back elevator. Uh, if you're doing a flip, it uh, seems to roll out of that really fast. So it's like... Oh, the flip to roll rate, the right. elevator to aileron ratio. Yeah, it's like the ratio is, is jacked up a little bit. And we were talking about that the other day. That may be why the Mikado, uh, the 200, um, that thing that they're using with theirs now. What do they call that? The anti-gravity. Anti-gravity, where negative becomes, feels more natural or is quicker to res to response or to be, to have effect. Definitely can see where a flight controller on that model can make a huge difference. Now, I did read, I was reading a post, and I have no idea how much this cost, but Brian Barrows from Mikado USA was answering a question that was that was uh, wrote, which was, "Can I use the Neo Mini on my OMP M2 V2?" And the answer is, you can't. Oh, really? Unless you use the ESC that comes with the—I uh, I don't think it comes with it. You have to buy it separately. And I, like I said, I don't know how much that costs, but Brian said you have to use their ESC with the with the Mini. Those two are made for each other. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And I, can, and I, I, can I need see where the, the ESC can start causing problems, the yeah. coordinating between the two units. Well, if you look at the M2V2, I think that's one unit. ESC and flight control unit built together. I might be wrong about that. I have no idea. But anyway, fast forward, model flew great. Uh, radio worked well. Richards scared the pee waddling piddle <laughs> out of me. It's a fun while machine. While he was flying it. It's a fun machine if you fly it like you don't care. Well, and you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not to in the future, but it's a fun no. machine. It was. It, it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, no doubt. So we'll, ha we'll have it out this next weekend, and I don't have any parts for it. So if we crash it, it is what it is. I don't think we'll crash it. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I, I would be willing to bet that you're not the only one that wants to fly it. True. I think it'll, do, I think it'll be fine. If it crashes, it crashes. Don't worry about yeah, it. if it crashes, it crashes. It'll be cheap to fix. And that brings me to my last thing, which is I want a 550 and I don't know what to buy. <laughs> There's a lot of them out there. Take your time. I'm choosing. Choose wisely. 
Yeah, I just I want one that has uh, support. It 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 has to have part support, vendor support. I just I don't know what to buy. I do. Take your time. You have all winter. <laughs> so on that one, I'm tapping the brakes just a little bit until I can figure out what I want to do on that. I bet he goes goblin. Well, to be honest <sighs> with you, I've thought about the 580. Did you know that you can run 600 main blades on that model? Yes, I did not. I said yes, I knew. I said yes, I knew. Yes, yes. And that is... When you look at that model or the 700, those models were are the only two models that I'm familiar with. I mean, there might be some others out there, but that were really, they, they thought about the wiring uh, in advance. It is. That's a good thing. Definitely a positive. I've thought about that one. I haven't made any decisions. I'm not in a hurry right now. Uh, so we'll see. Well, I think touch up with you later and see where you're at on the decision making but going off of that we're going to the main topic I'm a done. little bit kenny's done it sound like he's done but just doing a quick main topic on what are you going to do this winter it's a big question it's it's cold this week it got cold here in texas my mangina got really small I don't even like going outside to get stuff out of my car. <laughs> it's only like 40-something degrees. It was 42 degrees when I came home today. Yeah, pretty much when it hits 40 degrees, I don't like going outside. <laughs> so I'm going to have to have something to work on, something to build, or hopefully nothing to repair after yeah, the we'll fun see. fly. But def definitely got some stuff to work on hold me over maybe do some simming i don't sim as much as i need to or want to but maybe i'll start a simming practice regimen or something again like i used to be doing but it's gonna be cold definitely if you guys have a project tally out there you're gonna need something to work on <laughs> i don't have any gear for winter i know kenny y'all have a heated jackets and such but i don't even have any gloves at this point barely have a jacket Well, before you go out next week make sure you have clothes <laughs> yeah i'm gonna need the problem is when i go out there i'm probably gonna need a, a warm weather clothes and a cold weather clothes and be shredding layers well i think it's supposed to warm up i was looking at the extended forecast for next week and it's uh, definitely going to be warmer than it was this week that's good. I, I I can deal with some yes. 60s and 70s. Maybe some 50s at night. It gets lower than 50. I might be in my car with the motor running. Well, that's what the Staying camper's warm. for. It's got heat. Yeah. Got heat. Heck yeah. But that's pretty much what I'm going to be doing this winter. Trying to find something to spend my money on that's not real expensive. Well, I'm going to be looking for a 550. Uh... And we'll see from there. I'll probably do some wintertime fishing this with this winter. Oh yeah, not a bad idea. It's not hot. Yes. Get in the flounder run a little bit. It should be it should be getting close to there now, especially with this cold front that blew blew in this week. Should be getting the flounder up to speed. Some flat cats. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Other than that, we have events. We have the Southwest Heli Rodeo is still going on. That's going to be November 12th and 15th. And then we have the Ice House event that's coming up. That's going to be November 7th. I can't believe it. Yeah, November mm -hmm. 5th, 6th, and 7th. And 8th. I'm there sure there will there'll be people out there on Sunday morning still. Gonna have light towers, gonna have poopers, porta poopers. So it should be a good event. I believe they said the ice house is gonna be open I believe so. Friday night and Saturday night. They're they're actually opening up that weekend back to the public. 
non-COVID type. Yeah, deals. they have been closed this whole time. Wow. Yeah, the the know that. the owners of the property just decided to close it down, and and they, I even think they yeah. said that uh, they wasn't really too bummed about it. Just it's been simple. Yeah, just yeah, a proactive type thing. Definitely have some good food. I may have to splurge on Saturday and go get me a nice steak. It's been a while since I had a a really nice meal. Like the ice house provides. Yeah, it's it's been a while, so I'm looking forward to spending some time over at the ice house. It, I don't know if they're going to have the the restaurant open or if it's just going to be the bar. We'll see. I think they said it's going to be both. I think one. Anyway, one of them be close enough. Something's better than nothing at this point. Other than buy and sell, I'm just going to be buying some X4II stuff. I've waiting on the opinion to show up and little odds and ends. Hopefully nothing else. All of the links seem good, so hopefully have that flying at the event. We'll see. Or I'll be working on it at the event, more than likely. Well, <laughs> I am considering selling a Fataba 18SZ uh, along with a 760R and Programmer. So if anybody hears that part and you're interested in something like that, let me know. Yeah. I have a 3GX that I'll say you pair, <laughs> pair with it nicely. I think the 760R <laughs> is a little bit different category than the 3GX. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. It is night and day different. I mean, that's, that's all we have this time, guys. I know it's a little bit short, but trying to keep it simple and just still giving you guys updates of what's going on down here yeah, in Texas. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Looking forward to next week. We'll continue moving. We'll continue to move forward. We may have, I may do an event recording out of the event. I'm going to pack my stuff up. I'm not sure I'll get out and no, do it No, we should. Not. I mean, we can bring somebody over and... and uh, you have the microphone that'll do 360. Yeah. As long as we get real close together, like non-COVID-ish. <laughs> we can wear masks. It'll, it'll still work. We'll do some testing and stuff and see how it turns out. I know the I listened to a new podcast this week called It's I'm a sorry. Plane Podcast. So if you don't like it, but it's called RC Scrap Pile. It's actually really good audio. Um, you guys interested in 3D planes or so forth and so on, give them a listen. I haven't listened to all of them. I've only listened to the recent one. I don't believe they do any helicopter stuff, but maybe. I haven't listened to the whole podcast, but they're going to be out at the ice house. They're going to have a mobile setup out there. So I may end up just being over there, get on their podcast just a little bit. We'll see. I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen with that, but. They did say they're going to have their mobile set up, and they're out of Oklahoma, so they'll be bringing a trailer with the setup and everything. So it's going to be good for me to see how they do their setup as far as microphones and mixer boards and all the stuff I know nothing awesome. about. So we'll see. On the other podcast, we have the Heliheads, Freefall RC, Skids Up, BK Podcast, Telerotor. Inverted down under, and then for a helicopter YouTube channel, it's Bill Ann. I'm not going to read off the names of everybody every time. Just if I find some new podcast, or if there's a podcast out there that's not on this list, just let me know, and I'll add it to, to the list. Mainly looking for heli-related podcast stuff, but we'll see how long I keep the RC scrap pile on here. Definitely seem like a really good group of guys, so get, try to give them a listen. They do some high-end, big 3D airplane you know, stuff. So, I've always wanted to get into that, but it's just not. It's too, way too much money for me. And when you said YouTube, it reminded me of something. There is a video that uh, has a should have an honorable mention, which is the Kyle Dahl did that. And Gail Align did the video recording. 
where they did the 50-50 challenge. Did you see that? Uh, can't remember. The 50-50 challenge rings a bell, but I can't remember exactly. Well, it is... Um, I'm trying to see if I can find it right, right quick. It was fun to watch. KD's 50-50 Pro Challenge RC Helicopter Contest is 28 minutes and 30 seconds long. Oh, is this the one that they did yes. in the Southwest Heli Rodeo? Okay. Yeah, let's hope that they do that again. Was, uh, it was amazing. It, I mean, it, I had a lot of fun watching that. There was a couple of times I'm watching and crashes that I wasn't expecting and... Uh, you know, it sat me back in the seat. Yeah, that's one of the sad things. Not sad, but sad that I can't make that event. That It would be. That would be, that would be a blast. That is probably the best contest I had seen in a long time. I mean, people eliminated themselves. I don't think we're oh, going to be that at Apache Pass this coming weekend. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to participate. I don't know. I think a new person may actually be a little bit better at it, but I don't know. I don't think I'll be participating. I'll be doing some right side up pirouettes. And yeah, I'll do a contest it. for the most boringest fight there is. I win. <laughs> you win. <laughs> Doubtful. That's all I have. You got anything else, Kenny? No, I don't have anything else. All right, guys. You guys stay safe. Stay in the box. Don't escape. See you guys. Later.